got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel. Hey guys, what's going on? Jeb here, and in today's video, we have so much to talk about. Not only are we going to be discussing a pattern that gives us nearly a $4 trillion price prediction for the cryptocurrency market, we're also going to be looking at several on-chain metrics on Bitcoin, and perhaps most importantly, we have some insider information that we very well may be seeing a Bitcoin futures ETF launch in the next week. This is a topic that has been discussed for the entire four years that I have been in the cryptocurrency space, people have always been of the opinion that if an ETF launches, it will be one of the biggest fundamental developments in the history of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency because your grandma, everyone with a 401k, all these traditional brokerages will be able to get into crypto in a way that they previously were not able to and could open us up to tens of trillions of dollars of investment in this space and start a new era in cryptocurrency. And all of that might be happening in the next week. But on top of that, we actually hit 60000 dollars just last night for the first time in four months and it looks like we might be rallying all the way back up to all-time high on bitcoin and ethereum in just the next week if this news does come to pass we have a lot to talk about today guys it's a really exciting show you're not going to want to miss this one make sure to hit that like button if you like today's stream and if you enjoy today's content make sure to subscribe to the channel also if you think that we have content that will bring you value i am joined as always by my co-host ta tim how you doing tim you know, I, I traditionally go with the Friday uh, black, uh, the Virginia Tech hoodie with the white hat for victory. But uh, today I'm in sorrow. My <sighs> son is just on like the, the uh, Virginia my son Tech. Is, uh, my son is missing. Uh, he's visiting his uncle Smay uh, for the week, uh, but he'll be back. Gotcha. Uh, for those of you who don't know, yeah. how about Notre Dame? My, my son, my son right here. <laughs> Uh, he's just, he's out of town. The Hoddle Trophy so. is out of commission for you, yep. Tim. I'm sorry, buddy. Anyways. Yeah. Smay, we are also joined by you as always, and you are a victor today. How are oh, you doing, buddy? Oh, what's that? It's the Hoddle Trophy. <laughs> guys. Oh, you knew it was coming. And guys, this is a special occasion. Sorry, Jeff, I might take a second, because I get to open the trophy. But before I open the trophy, dun, I want to dedicate dun, this dun, win dun, 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 dun. to three very special members. Alexand Alexandre Inacio. Thank you Let's so go, much. Alexandre. I love you. Shout out to you, Leo buddy. Tims. I love you. Oh, and speaking Christopher. Of, speaking of, we got we got information on Alexandre. His brother's in the hospital. So uh, prayers for Alexandre. I mean, Alexandre, I'm assuming you're not watching because you're with your brother. Yeah. But we love you. We're praying for you. Praying for you, buddy. Yeah, prayers yeah. for you, my friend. Yes, prayers sir. for you. Um, and then last but not least, Christopher McFarlane. I love you so much. I dedicate this win to you. Yeah. And now, without go. further ado, I'm going to open the trophy. Boom sauce. Let's do it. Using the key. Using the key. Dun 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 dun. This is a long time coming, gentlemen. Okay. First the shirt. Hey, what is that? Let's see it. Polka dot, baby. Polka dot. Let's go. And how about that polka dot, guys? How about that dot, dude? Great week for dot. Dot be moving. And then what on earth is it? What else is in there? We're turning into an unboxing channel, guys. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Uh, it's a coin. <gasps> it's a coin. It's a coin. What kind of coin? It's this turtle coin. It's a turtle. It's a turtle, it's a turtle coin. coin. It's I told you. King. I think. I What's think it saying here? Oh, I think Hansen. that JD Park manipulated the prices. <laughs> also, just to look at the inside of the trophy, crypto is unstoppable. Crypto is the future. Crypto Charles Hoskinson. Smay did say he had an inside man. Is is JD your inside man? Is JD Park the creator of the um, trophy? Guy? I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there you go, guys. Today's show is brought to you by our very own Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy. We're going to be doing quite a bit of technical analysis in today's show. If you want to learn how to do technical analysis, over three years ago, I launched the Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy. And so far, we've taught thousands of students how to read markets so that they are able to profit in them. If you find our content today helpful, then you might find our educational content helpful as well. You can find a link to that down below. But our first segment here is on the bullish technicals. And believe me, there's a lot because we're sitting at a local high. Literally right now, we're sitting just below 60,000. In a minute, in about 20 minutes to be precise, we're going to jump into some bearish technicals. Not a long segment because frankly, there aren't many of them, but the ones that are there are very, very important. And then we're going to move into our discussion. We got a lot to talk about, so we're going to jump right on into it. Let's dive onto my chart. 
This chart looks like a bit of a mess, but I promise you guys we're going to break it all down for you. Let me go to a clean chart and I will reconstruct everything that you see right here. The first thing I need to do is lay a foundation for you. What has happened over the last three days? Well, on the four hourly chart, you can see ever since midnight of the 13th, Bitcoin has rallied $5,000 in two and a half days. That is a big deal. Bitcoin rallying 10% in two days is indicative that the bulls are quite strong. Now, I've been concerned about the strength of the bulls recently, but the fact remains that they are continuing to move the price up. Now, if we go ahead and bring out our horizontal lines, we can see that there is a, fat, a flat level of resistance sitting here at $60,000. That is the level that Bitcoin rallied to last night and right now is sitting just below it. If we look back in the history of Bitcoin, you'll see that $60,000 is actually a very important level. You can see resistance here, here, and here, as well as support here and here. $60,000 also being a big even is a major level that Bitcoin now needs to break through. But but there's actually several others. The first one shows up here with this uptrending level of resistance just like that. And then another level of resistance that you need to see shows up right here and it looks just like that. We combine these highs right over here to get the shorter term uptrend. And then we combine these four highs right here to get this longer term uptrend. But in fact, that's not all Billy Mays here. We have another uptrending level of resistance that is right here and is convergent right above us. We can see this has lows right there, highs right here, and then also a high right there. So what this means is that we actually have many levels of resistance converging and uh, coming together right above us. And that does mean that Bitcoin has some what is known as convergent resistance above it. We actually have an entire video in CT2A on the convergence of support and resistance. Whenever support and resistance come together, then they actually add their strength together. And that's what we're seeing happen right now. Now, one thing that I do want to show you is that depending on how you draw this longer term trend, I want to go ahead and manipulate it just a little bit. If we change this longer term trend just slightly so that we collect it with this high right here and this high right here, I'm talking about this longer term trend. I'll go ahead and set it to a different color such as this light green here or yellow. I'm colorblind. You guys are probably going to laugh at me in the comment section for that. Whatever color that is, that is our longer term trend line. If we look in here down on the hourly chart, the first thing you're going to notice is that we've actually broken above it and we've set it as support. Bitcoin turned former resistance into current support. So that is a pretty big deal. So we've laid the foundation for what's happened over the last seven days or so. But let's zoom out and start looking at our technicals on the bullish camp and zoom on down from the daily chart to the four hourly to the hourly chart. We start here on the daily. Now, we've been looking at the RSI on Bitcoin's daily chart for the last several days, and there have been some interesting takeaways. Number one, the RSI has generally been trending sideways. Why does that matter? What is that importance? RSI stands for the Relative Strength Index. This is an index that gives us the relative strength of what? Of the bulls and the bears. That's what we're gauging the strength of, the bulls and the bears. We have a video in the Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy on the strength of the bulls and the bears. One of the best ways to gauge the strength of the bulls and the bears is where the RSI is. If the RSI is at 72, 73 as it is right now, then you know that the bulls are strong. If the RSI is increasing, then you know that the bulls are getting stronger. What I am excited to tell you today is that even though this bulls have been largely remaining the same strength for over a week, they are actually gaining in strength over the last three days. That is very important. I've been asking the question for the last week, where is the strength of the bulls? We had this massive rally. Do we need a correction so that we can squat down and jump with that analogy that we used the other day? Is that what needs to happen? Or is Bitcoin perfectly ready and primed and willing and ready to go all the way back up to all-time high? Looks like it might be the latter based on the fact the RSI is increasing. Another thing to mention is that down on our market side for here, you can see that there has been a green dot and everything's pretty much trading sideways here. But in general, market cipher seems to be giving us some pretty solid signals. And one other thing that I want to bring to your attention that is incredibly bullish is that we're actually above the resistance zone on the VPVR that we've been talking so much about over the last week. We've been saying, hey, we're a ball sitting up here on top of this hill that is VPVR resistance. Guess what? We're actually starting to roll down the hill. You can see that over the last couple of days, 
we've managed to get above $57,700, which if I just go ahead and draw a horizontal line right here, was the previous level that was the, um, the, the top of our VPVR. So the fact that we're above 57,700, which by the way, was a resistance level for four days, you can see it all happening right here, indicates to me that we've started the process of rolling down the hill to the upside. There's a lot of people that are waiting to see what happens with the news that we're about to discuss, which we're going to get to here in just a second. Now, I also do want to mention briefly that Lux Algo is still bullish. We had a bullish signal come in about a week and a half ago. I believe it was on the 4th of October. As it loads here, you can see that it came in on the 4th of October. We have a strong buy signal under Lux Algo. Now, let's zoom on down to the four hourly chart. We got a lot of content to cover here, guys, so we're going to keep it moving. One of the things I do want to mention has to do with the MACD. If we bring up the MACD, you can see that there was a bullish cross on MACD a little over a day ago. It was about 8 o'clock at night, uh, Eastern Time. Um, on the 13th of October, there has been a bullish cross that is continuing to diverge, and the RSI is continuing to move to the upside, which is very bullish in the same reason uh, for the same reason that we talked about a second ago. Now, another thing I want to mention here on the candlesticks on the four-hourly chart is that yesterday and actually late last night, I was concerned about this up, uh, this large upper shadow right here on this midnight candlestick. I was up till midnight, I was doing some stuff, I was working, and I saw this candlestick, and I'm like, oh, that doesn't look that good. Yeah, we broke bullish, but this is a this is technically a shooting star. Luckily, Bitcoin actually did what's known as a bullish engulfing candlestick uh, formation here. That's where the green candlestick is larger than the previous red. And then we also set this long lower shadow, indicating that the bulls recovered a correction that the bears attempted. So all of the candlestick analysis here is pretty solid. In fact, we also have a green, red, green formation, followed by a green, red, green formation. I call those GRGs. You see a non-engulfing red candlestick followed by a bullish engulfing candlestick. Looks like this. Come down go higher. That's what a GRG is, and that's what we've seen. So the candlesticks look pretty solid. Now, another thing I want to mention, guys, and this is psychological, we hit 60000 I've already mentioned 60000 so why am I bringing it up again? The fact that we managed to get to $60,000 is a big deal. Bitcoin rallied to $55,000, and it never stopped. It, it never paused. Why? We have been saying for a week on this channel, hey, Bitcoin needs, it seems like it needs some kind of correction. Bitcoin hasn't done that. Why? The sentiment. The sentiment right now is overwhelmingly bullish. People are on cloud nine, especially with some of this news that I simply cannot wait to get to, guys. Some of this ETF news is so exciting. I like have every hair on my body standing up, guys. I'm so excited about this news. We're going to get to it in a second. The point here is this. The four-hourly chart actually looks pretty bullish. Now, going down to the one-hourly chart, there are a few more things that I want to mention. Number one, I already showed you this earlier, but I'm going to mention it again. We turned this previous resistance into a level of support, so that's solid. Another thing to take a look at here are our candlesticks. We saw a, a, a bullish engulfing candlestick bottom right here, followed by a hammer formation right here, which is a bottoming pattern. Then we saw a, a green-red-green green formation right here, and then we saw another bullish engulfing candlestick formation right here. So, to break all that down, bullish engulfing, bullish engulfing, uh, hammer formation signaling a bottom and a green red green. In the last six hours, there have been four separate bullish candlestick formations on the hourly chart. That is very, very important. Now, another indicator I want to show you is something called Market Cipher DBSI. I'm not going to go into a lot of detail on how this is all calculated right now. I don't have time, but I can tell you this. Having a 10 right here compared to having a one up here is a very bullish signal, and I am very excited about that. Now, that is pretty much what I wanted to show you guys on the technicals, but there is actually something on a different chart that I want to show you, and it is where we get a very large price prediction on Bitcoin and the crypto markets. We are currently not looking at the Bitcoin market, and we're not looking at the Ethereum market. This right here is actually the total market capitalization chart. You can find it by typing total into the all functionality of TradingView. Now, by the way, if you're trying to find this chart, for whatever reason, it's not listed under crypto, so you need to make sure you're under all. Type in total and then you can find crypto total market capitalization calculated by TradingView index under crypto cap and you will find this. This is a TradingView chart of the market capitalization of Bitcoin. And the reason that this is important is because there's actually some patterns over here that give us some insight on where Bitcoin might be going. And the one that is most interesting to me shows up on the four hourly chart. There is a downtrending level of resistance or there was right here 
that we had been rejecting off of for the last week. We've actually talked about this a couple of times. I mentioned it on Around the Blockchain a couple of days ago as well. As of yesterday, Bitcoin has actually started breaking bullish above that downtrend and has come down and tested it as support. Why is that significant? Well, obviously, breaking a downtrending level of resistance is bullish, but not just that. This downtrend is actually the top of what's known as a cup and handle formation. We have our cup right here, our handle right here. You can see the downtrend right there. And a cup and handle formation has two different ways that you can do a price target on it. Either one, you can do a traditional price target, which is vertical from the very bottom of the cup all the way up to the uh, all the way up to the rim of the cup. And if you do that, then you extrapolate from the breakout where this price target should be uh, leading us. And then we get a price target of about $3.75 trillion. Or the other way that you can do a price target is by measuring right here and slanting all the way up to there. Both of them give you similar price targets. This one gives you a good idea of when the price target might come. This price target like this gives us a price target of about $3.65 trillion. The point here is this. This cup and handle formation breaking to the upside indicates that we should be expecting to add over a trillion dollars in market capitalization in the next like two months. That is something that we have prob I don't believe we have ever seen that much market capitalization added quite so fast uh, when we're pushing into new all-time highs. We saw it happen here, but a lot of that market capitalization was sitting on the side. The point here is this, market cap right now, is about to undergo a massive, massive rally, and I'm really excited about it. And the news that we're about to talk about exemplifies just that. Now, let's keep moving here because I have several other things that I want to mention. I'm going to rattle off a couple of really bullish things that are happening really briefly. First of all, we talked about this yesterday. There's $820 million worth of options contracts expiring today. They're expiring in like two hours, and when they expire, the bulls are about to make a crap ton of money. We talked about yesterday how if Bitcoin expire, uh, if Bitcoin closes and those options expire today at 58000 then the bulls are going to make somewhere on the order of $320 million. We are about to expire probably around $60,000, meaning the bulls are likely about to make about $400 million. I don't have the exact number on that, but the point is almost half a billion dollars in profit is about to come into the pockets of the bulls. That's a big deal. And when we're sitting up here at $60,000, combined with the news that we've talked about yesterday and today, these catalysts, such as the ETF, it's a very big deal, and it could help lead us to the upside. Now, there's actually one thing from Kelly's chart. Make sure to go follow Kelly Kellum on Twitter. Kelly, drop your Twitter handle in the chat. He is one of the people on our research team. He's incredibly helpful. I'm going to show some tweets and some on-chain metrics from him later on in the show. But right now, I need to show you two things. Number one, the fear and greed index. The fear and greed index right now on Bitcoin is sitting at 71. This is kind of a passing note, but I did want to make sure I brought it up. The fear and greed index is very important because it gives us a gauge of the sentiment in the market. It is sitting at 71. It's not at 90 where I'd be concerned. It's sitting at 71. Why is that important. It's because, yes, we're in the greed territory, but it actually indicates that we could potentially move farther to the upside here. By the way, in about three minutes, we're going to pause, we're going to read some super chats, and then we're going to move into our bearish segment, which doesn't have a lot of content, to be honest with you, because Bitcoin right now is pretty bullish. And then we have a lot of discussion coming up, so stay tuned. And hit that like button if you haven't already. I know we can get to 1,500 likes. Now, the news story of the hour. The SEC likely to allow Bitcoin futures ETF to trade next week. Report. So, what is the, for anyone, drop a one in chat if you're like, what the heck is all this ETF news? We're always talking about ETFs. I mean, didn't an ETF get approved last week? Like this whole Volt ETF thing. We talked about that. Let me break this all down for you. An ETF is an exchange traded fund. It's a way of trading different commodities or assets that are not necessarily stocks on a stock market or a stock exchange. A Bitcoin ETF would open up the door for brokerages and 401k and all kinds of funds around the world to invest in Bitcoin that right now, because of the way that the system set up, are not as easily able to invest in Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. All kinds of retirement accounts, for example, would all of a sudden be able to have exposure to crypto much, much easier and could literally open the door to tens of trillions of dollars of investment. That's why this is important. I remember when I got into crypto four years ago, everybody was talking about, hey, an ETF, hey, an ETF, hey, an ETF, van. BlackRock, all these companies have been proposing them for years. And the SEC keeps saying, no, actually, we're not going to approve that. We're going to push it back. We're going to extend. We might actually be about to see one. We covered on yesterday's show how two different ETFs have actually had ticker symbols assigned to them, which you normally don't do unless you're about to get approved. And now we have some more inside information. The long wait for Bitcoin ETFs could soon be over, according to sources reported by financial media giant Bloomberg. Citing people familiar with the matter, Bloomberg has reported that the United States Securities and Exchange Commission, the regulatory body overseeing ETFs, is poised to approve the first Bitcoin futures ETF in the country. Now, futures ETF, that's important. We're going to come back to that. The 
albeit anonymous sources, which I don't like, but this is what we have at the moment, said the regulator isn't likely to block the products from starting to trade next week. On top of that, uh, you can see in one tweet, the analyst from Bloomberg, Eric uh, Balchunas, very, very popular name. I don't know how to say his name, but he's very, very popular, says this. Just in, Bitcoin Futures ETF said not to face any opposition at the SEC, according to multiple sources confirming this. Aside, I'm hearing the same thing. So he's saying that uh, these sources over here are saying this, and then he also has some of his own sources that are telling him this. Pretty much a done deal. Expect launches next week. Late night story from yada, yada, yada. Here's the deal, guys. Bitcoin right now is almost about to hit all-time high. We are seeing some major catalysts coming into the market in the next couple of days. We are primed and ready for a blast-off, and there is a very strong potential and chance that we could be soon moving up towards all-time high and beyond. We are going to discuss all of this and more as we continue on with the show. But really quickly, let's take a break for five minutes. We're going to come back to our technical analysis. Let's read some super chats, and let's interact with you guys because I love interacting with you guys. Absolutely. And we got 3,100 people in chat, but only 680 likes. Nah, we can do Guys, it's really easy. We can hit that like button. Let's get that up to 1,000 before this next five-minute thing. And also, if you really enjoy this content, especially if you're new and you love getting to learn, look at the technicals and help you make predictions, consider hitting that subscribe button. It really helps us out, and hopefully it helps you out as well. So let's do – we have a couple super chats that are uh, really good. First, though, we do have a new Jebi Youngling. Let's go. Tyler Truitt. So shout out to Tyler. I do think I saw in comments Tyler had to run, but hopefully, Tyler, you're watching back. Uh, we will... Uh we will welcome you again later here on the show. Jonathan Thomas uh, gave a donation saying, is the ETF rumor a rug pull engineered by the U.S. government and the SEC to wreck the bulls and end the bull run? Love this show. Thank you for all you do. If they wanted to wreck the bull run, there's a lot more easier ways that they could do this. I really don't think that's the case. I think that we are going to see an ETF approved because, frankly, Gary Gensler, the chairman of the SEC, yeah. knows that it's coming and he wants an ETF to come out under his terms and more importantly in his term because if it happens in his term then he can set the terms of how it is done i think he wants an etf to come out he just wants to make sure it's done right just because we disagree with gary gensler on everything doesn't necessarily mean he's the boogeyman i don't like the guy all that much to be honest with you but that doesn't mean that he's always trying to screw us over to be honest with you we have to be careful about just assuming that yeah i think we're going to talk a little bit more about that later on in the show yes we are uh sean's burn sean burns jr said historically speaking there is or is there major price action during major holidays Holidays, and is there also an influx of new wallets during the same time? Quarter four is one of the best, it, not one of, it is the best quarter for e-commerce in the entire year. And it also tends to be a quarter where there is a lot of investment done. So, yeah, it normally is a good period for Bitcoin and the cryptocurrency markets. In October, November, and December, generally speaking, are big months. In fact, both of the last bull markets ended in either quarter four or January. Yeah. Uh, we have another one from Sampan Bafna. This was one I did not proofread, but I hope that was right. How do I invest in the Bitcoin ETF? That uh, The Bitcoin ETF will be going live on the, on the uh, Chicago Mercantile Exchange. So when that happens, then you will be able to get it over there in the same way, in the same place that current Bitcoin futures are traded. Um, actually, guys, um, just buy Bitcoin. Yeah. I yeah. yeah if you got if true. you guys are here, if you are watching this stream, then you're in the cryptocurrency space. There, I would. There's not really a point for you to buy the Bitcoin futures ETF. Here's the deal with the Bitcoin futures ETF, and the futures term is important here. It's a futures ETF, meaning it's a derivative, which I'm not a big fan of, but it's better than nothing. Um, if you're in cryptocurrency, then you don't really need an ETF because you probably already have a Coinbase account yeah. or a, you know some other account. The ETF, the reason that it's important is because it helps to get retail that is not familiar with the cryptocurrency space in. Yeah. Yeah. No, oh, yeah. No, I was I was about to say saying like the reason why this is bullish, guys, is from is for exposure and trust. Yeah. Not because it's going to manipulate the price directly. Yes. People buying ETFs, it's a derivative. It's not going to do anything. Yeah. And to the price directly. And actually, guys, be careful about expecting. Hey, an ETF news came out. Bitcoin's going to double. Not necessarily. When Bitcoin futures launched on the Chicago Mercantile Exchange, it was the day that we hit all time high, December 16, twenty seventeen. If you go back and look at the Bitcoin futures chart, it literally yeah. starts at the all time high and then it crashed seventy five percent in three in uh, two months. We also saw the same thing when Coinbase IPO'd, giant crash the day later. So the day that the ETF comes out might actually be a bad thing for the market in the short term. In the long term, however, yeah. it would be remarkably bullish. It, it's the difference is like they didn't come to play the game, they came to watch. Yeah. So, 
Um, Agent Gold, who's been a member now for two months as a Jedi Padawan, he said, my friends are hung up on the crypto uses electricity and it must be killing rainforests. They won't do any research or listen to me on this, stacking on their behalf for now. Any advice to melt the ice? First of all, what a good friend, by the way. I just want to say that he's stacking crypto for them. Boom. Yeah, they're while he's trying to convince on their behalf. Them. Yeah. What a so guy. Good. So so good guy. What a guy. Shout out to you. We uh here's the deal. Ask them this question. Do you use a toaster? Do you use a washing machine? Do you drive to work? Do you use lights? Do you use computers? Are you talking to me on a cell phone? All of those things use electricity. So if you want to go be a caveman, then sure. Don't be passive-aggressive about it. I probably am coming off passive-aggressive. Well, But ask them, like, hey, are you against using electricity in general? Because if you are, I get that. But Bitcoin is actually one of the greenest technologies right now. A lot of the miners are being uh, uh, being run through green electricity because it's actually more profitable for the miners. So it's not as big of a threat as it used to be, and it's just not that big of a threat in general, in my opinion. Also, and I'm assuming they're concerned about the environment. Have they done any research on what happens to the environment printing fiat currency? Yes, mm, because so. it's a lot worse. It's a whole, And by the way... When you start printing fiat currency, you give a bunch of power to, to governments, which typically, as much as they don't want you to believe it, are the ones that are leading to the destruction of the environment through their power. And by the way, we have a big piece of update on Bitcoin's chart. We are officially breaking above $60,000 as we speak. So I'm going to call an audible and I'm going to mix the show up just a little bit. We were going to do a bearish segment, but... Frankly, I have like three points, so it's yeah, going to be hard to fill a, a segment with bearish technicals anyway. So we're just going to keep looking at Bitcoin here, and I also want to dive deeper into our conversation on this Bitcoin ETF deal and also Kelly's tweet. So that's what we're going to do. Let's go ahead and jump back into it, and then in about 10 to 15 minutes or so, we will, about 15 minutes actually, we around 10, 10, we will jump back into Super Chats, and then we will continue. Now, before we jump into the chart, I do have an announcement to make for you guys, and that is this. We are announcing officially the next webinar for the cryptocurrency, for uh, the CryptoJeb channel. If you guys want to be a part of this webinar, you absolutely should click the link in the description box down below. This webinar is going to be on basic charting formations. I'm going to be teaching you guys a bunch of different chart formations that we go over in CT2A, and I'm going to be making sure that you guys understand the basis of how to actually do charting so that when you guys are going out and trading, you are uh, experienced and you know what you're doing. So make sure to check that out. We have done two of them now. This will be the third webinar. We really, really, really enjoy these webinars because the majority of the webinar I teach for about 20 minutes and then for the next 40 or so minutes, I get to ask you questions or excuse me, you get to ask me questions. We get to interact. We meet a lot of really cool people. We always have a lot of fun. Those seats are going to go fast because we have a lot of recurring customers. There's only 50 seats. So make sure to jump in. I bet about 25 or 30 of them will be filled in the next like hour. So make sure to check that link out down below if you want to be able to jump in a room where you can have an intimate conversation with myself, Tim, and Smay. With that said, let's jump back onto the chart because Bitcoin is moving. Moving down to the one-minute chart, which I normally am not on the one-minute chart, but right now there is good reason to be. Over the last couple of minutes, there has been a major rally on Bitcoin. In fact, ever since 9 o'clock this morning, which was 57 minutes ago, Bitcoin managed to rally $1,112. And right now, you see the power of resistance. Take a look at what's happening on Bitcoin. We attempted to break $60,000, and we're struggling. This actually leads me into one of the bearish points that I wanted to make in this show, and that is this. The volume on Bitcoin is actually scarily low. What do I mean by this? Well, you can see where the volume was back at the beginning of 2021 and even during the May dip. But what is the volume doing right now? It's non-existent. So when we look at the fear and greed index and we say, oh, we're at 71 on fear and greed. And then we look at the chart. We say, okay, well, Bitcoin's bullish. Yes. But where are the bulls that were here a year ago? We had a lot of exuberance in September, October, November, December of last year, moving into the beginning of this year. Where is it? Bitcoin is recovering its already set all-time high of $65,000 right now. We actually have not seen a big influx of retail that is coming in from outside of the market. That being said, it's coming. 
When Bitcoin breaks all-time high, I guarantee you it's going to be on every single news site. Every single headline is going to be Bitcoin breaks all-time high. And we're going to get half a billion eyes on the cryptocurrency market. And we're going to see hundreds of billions, if not trillions of dollars flow into the market. So I'm not terribly concerned about it in the long term. But it could have implications on the next couple of days. And so you need to know about it. The volume right now on Bitcoin is relatively low. We saw two major volume spikes here. We saw one during the latter half of this rally that started earlier on this month, and then we've seen another spike over the last couple of days, but right now the volume is relatively low. Now, we're only halfway through today, and we're seeing that the volume's already w the, uh, at the same level that all of yesterday was, so we very well may see a larger volume candlestick today, but at the moment, the volume being low is not all that encouraging. On top of that, up until literally about 20 minutes ago, the MACD was converging bearish on Bitcoin, but it is now diverging bullish again. And in general, the market seems to be very, very bullish. Like I said, there's not many talking points that we can go into on the bearishness. One thing I can say is that it looked like we were about to have a bearish cross on the hourly chart MACD for Bitcoin, but even that has come up as invalid. Remember, guys, looking at Lux Algo on all three time frames, we are bullish right now. Take a look at the hourly chart. We're bullish. Take a look at the four hourly chart. Let it load. Uh, we are bullish. It crossed right over here. And then on the daily chart, Lux Algo, we saw that there was a strong buy signal as well on the 4th of October. Now, looking down to the hourly chart, let's take a look at what just happened, because literally as I'm speaking, we just saw the, the hourly chart uh, candlestick close. We saw this large wick right here. I'm doing live technical analysis. I'm running without any notes because this literally just happened. We saw Bitcoin rally all the way up to $60,350. It pulled back down to $60,000. Right now, we're battling hard to get above that 60 k level. You can even look at the volume. Look at this, guys. We're seeing a volume spike. That should send up a warning, like a, a red flag or a gr actually a green flag for you guys. This right here, if you've gone through CT2A, should give you a lot of confidence. Why? Whenever there's a breakout, what do you look for? Go back to basics. You look for volume. We want to see volume whenever we break resistance. Well, you can see all of these resistance levels up here are convergent at exactly where we are. Why do we have this big wick? Well, because we have this uptrend, this flat level, that uptrend. We have so many uptrends sitting up here that Bitcoin is trying to break through. This is what I've been saying. As we've been sitting up here, from $55,000 to $60,000, Bitcoin has very much been trying to break to the upside. But as it stays up here, we keep building more and more and more and stronger and stronger and stronger resistance. I think that Bitcoin's going to break through it, and I do think that we're going to move to the upside. However, there are reasons to believe that Bitcoin might have trouble doing that. For example, on the hourly chart, you can see that there is currently a rising wedge that Bitcoin is in. This is bearish, and these typically break to the downside. So as excited as I am that we just set a new local high at 60400 we're not out of the woods yet. We saw some green volume, and I do think that we're bullish, but I want you to be careful about just entering 100x long because, oh, Bitcoin broke $60,000. It must be at 70 tomorrow. It's not that simple. Bitcoin does have the potential to break to the downside here out of this falling wedge. Now, will it do that? I don't know, but what I can tell you is this. The pumpamentals right now, and you might laugh at that term, but it's actually become one of the most important terms in analysis of cryptocurrency markets as of late, is very strong. What do I mean? When people see that the market's rallying, they get stupid excited. They get so freaking excited, and they go and buy the hell out of Bitcoin and the cryptocurrency markets, and that's what we're seeing right now. If you look down to the minute chart, we're seeing a lot of fighting. The bulls and the bears are going back and forth, and the bulls are trying to hold this bottom. Look, we have a long lower shadow literally one minute ago that indicates the bulls uh, recovered this, uh, this correction and that they are trying to put a V-bottom in here. Right now, we are seeing live Bitcoin try to break above $60,000 if it manages to win this battle. And we manage to start closing larger-term time frame candlesticks like a four-hourly candlestick or a daily chart candlestick. If we start closing candlesticks like that above 60 k I've been saying this for a week and a half, guys. If we start closing weekly candlesticks, or excuse me, daily and four-hourly candlesticks above 60 k the gloves are kind of off. So right now, what does all this mean? We've done a lot of analysis. Here's the deal. Bitcoin is incredibly bullish on the long term. By long term, I mean six months and out. 
it is incredibly bullish in the next three to six months, in my opinion, based on the ETF, based on some on-chain metrics I'm about to show you, based on the fundamentals, based on the adoption, based on all of these things, based on regulatory clarity, which, by the way, side note, Coinbase just came out basically demanding that there be more regulatory clarity coming from the U.S. Congress, which is a good thing. But on the short term, Bitcoin is in a fight to the death. We want to see if Bitcoin is able to get above and hold above $60,000, and that is what we are watching right now. Now, with that said, I actually want to jump on over to one of our researchers, Kelly's Twitter, because he's got a couple of very, very interesting tweets here that I want to bring to your attention. Make sure to go and follow him at Kelly Kellum. He just hit 2,000 followers this morning. You guys have been getting a lot of great information from him, so make sure to go and check him out. And also follow us on social media at CryptoJab everywhere and at CryptoJab Official on TikTok. He has a couple of different charts here that I want to show you. The first one has to do with the Bitcoin price models by Wubble. I don't have time to go into how all of these lines here on this log chart for the history of Bitcoin are calculated, but I want to point out this higher line right here. You can see that this higher line right here, this up, er, this upwards dash line is hit every time we hit an all-time high. We have four major all-time highs in the history of Bitcoin. Once here in 2011, once here in 2013, once here in 2014, and then once here in 2017. What do all of them have in common? Every single one of them hit this dash line and rejected. See how far we are from it. Where's the dash line right now? It's sitting around 150000 According to this model, we are far from the all-time high. Moving right along here, we can look at something called the Rupal. You guys may have heard of the Nupal. This is the Rupal. This is the relative unrealized profit and loss. Now, again, I don't have enough time to go into how all of this is calculated, but you can see from the chart what it's telling us. This is a very commonly cited uh, metric, and it is a very important one that's very accurate. Realize, uh, relative unrealized profit and loss. Take a look at this line right here. This is what's known as the Rupal. The zone that we are in right now is the area of optimism slash denial. We're barely even into green. Remember what fear and greed says. We're at 71. We're not at 95. We're at 71. We're rallying, but we're not overly greedy. What does that mean? It means that, yes, we're bullish, but we're not bullish enough to be concerned about it. But we're also not so bullish that we have seen a lot of retail come in. So we want to see that happen. We're in a bit of an interesting spot here. We're rallying of our own accord. We're not rallying because of retail, which is very big. Now, if we continue moving to the upside here and Bitcoin starts going to 65, 70, 75, then we're going to start getting into that greed territory. What happens when we get into greed? Well, take a look here at the second half of 2017. We get into this greed territory. That's when we see the retail come in. What happened here at the end of 2013? We saw the greed. Uh, we saw this Rupal get up here into the greed territory. What did we see? We saw a lot of FOMO come in. A lot of you guys got in in the second half of 2013. I got in in the second half of 2017 when all of that greed's coming in. Everybody's really excited. Everybody's making a lot of money. What happens? Everybody wants a piece of the pie and they join the space. So that's what we can see happen in just a couple of weeks if we do manage to move to the upside. So this is an important chart. Now, the next one I want to show you is called the Puel multiple. Again, I'm not going to go into a bunch of detail on this, but I do want to point out the last four major highs. We can see one here. Follow my screen. Uh, my mouse is right here. One here, one here, and one here. These are the previous four major all-time highs in 2013, uh, 2011, 2013, 20, uh, late 2013, and then 2017 again. Look at the PUL multiple. Look at where it went. It went all the way up here towards or above 10. Look at where we are right now. We are barely, barely up there. Now, there has been a consistent trend of lower highs, so we could expect the PUL multiple to give us a local high or an all-time high sitting right up here around this dashed line. The point is we're not even close. So what is the point I'm making here? Number one, there is a massive opportunity right now. I'm talking a ridiculously massive opportunity for the next three months. Maybe not for the next day. There is a chance that Bitcoin rejects from $30,000 and has a big crash. That's possible. Don't jump into the market on FOMO and look at everything that I'm saying right here and get overly excited and enthusiastic and not do your research. I'm not encouraging you to be unwise. I'm encouraging you to, you to be more wise than ever. But what I am also telling you is that the technicals look very bullish. The on-chain metrics that we just looked at look very bullish. The fundamentals look very bullish. The regulatory clarity that we're hopefully about to have coming out of this Bitcoin ETF and the fact that Coinbase is demanding that there be some kind of regulatory body over the cryptocurrency market is very bullish. And quite frankly, the technical analysis is very bullish as well. So what is the point of the last 37 minutes of my rambling? Let me wrap it up into a bow in as few sentences as possible to make sure this is crystal clear. Bitcoin has an opportunity. The technicals and the fundamentals may be allowing that opportunity to happen. And if that opportunity does occur, we're likely to see an all-time high run and be back towards $75,000, $85,000 in the next 45 days, hitting all-time high perhaps by the end of 
the month. So that's my conclusion here. With that said, let's go ahead and move into an intermission for about five minutes. We're going to go ahead and read some more Super Chats, interact with you guys, and then we're going to dive into some discussion and make sure that you guys are getting all the information that you yeah. can. Thank you so much for tuning in. No, we're, I mean, we're up now to 4,400 viewers. Let's do it. Last time you guys did so well. Again, let's get those likes to... Two, like we can get those to 2,000 easily. We can get 2,000 likes easily. Smash that like 1,400 button. 1,400 people. We can get it to 2,000. And again, if you're newer here and you are really finding this helpful, you love this, consider hitting that subscribe button. Yeah. Uh, super chats that we have here. Oh, man, I'm going to get back to that one because I want to read his name correctly. Eddie Alexander said, new investor, finally broke positive. Question, how do you take profit when the market hits all-time high this quarter? Sell all high or wait for low? So I encourage every single – first of all, I am not a financial advisor, and I would encourage you to get a financial advisor to help you with the particulars of these. But the general advice I give out that is not specific to you – that I give to everyone is to do one thing. Have three portfolios. Have a trading portfolio, an investment portfolio, and a cash portfolio. What does that mean? Investment portfolio is where you put your cryptocurrency that you're never going to touch. Never. And by never, I mean for the very long term. 95% of my portfolio is in my investment right now. That is cryptocurrency that I'm holding. And I don't even have a plan of when I'm going to exit it. I've been holding a lot of that crypto for over four years, and I'm probably going to hold it for another 10 that's where the majority of my crypto holdings are. Then you also need a trading portfolio. That is where you're able to buy the dips, sell the highs, hopefully, and make some profit. And then you have a cash portfolio. Here's how you manage those three. You take your profits from your trading portfolio, you put it in your cash portfolio. You take profits from your job or from your business and put it in your cash portfolio. Then when the market corrects, you put money into the market on your trading and your investing portfolio. Hope that made sense. You have three of them. You have your cash right here, your trading right here, your investment right here. When you make money with your trading, not with your investing, but with your trading, you sell and put money into your uh, cash portfolio. When the market goes down, then you can buy the dip on your investment in your trading portfolio to build those up. I would be careful about mixing your trading and your investing. I know a lot of people that do that, and then they end up trading with all of their capital, and they would have been better off if they had to just held and not tried to exit. I think an exit strategy that you focus too much on can actually be more of a detriment than a benefit if you're not careful about that portfolio management. Gotcha. So going back, we have one from, okay, here we go. Devarati Roy. That's what I'm sticking with. Jeb, when does your Solana prediction happen? Solana is one of the cryptocurrencies that we've looked at. I think that Solana has a massive amount of room to grow, but I think it's going to take a little bit of time. Right now, we've lost a lot of the interest in the DeFi space over the last month. It's coming back, and it's coming back big because we've seen that there's $220 billion locked in DeFi right now. I think that Solana is going to be hitting $300 sometime early next year, but I don't think it's going to be the leader of this rally. I think it's going to be following something like Bitcoin and Ethereum, so I think it is going to take a couple of months. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. We have another one from the same guy saying, do you still think Solana, XRP, VeChain, Ethereum, and Cardano can 2X from here by December? I think every single one of those projects can. It's not a ma matter of can. It's a matter of will. I think most of them will. XRP doubling is going to come down to if the SEC relieves its lawsuit and yeah. they settle. But the other ones, I think they can. I'm not going to say they will without doing some more analysis on them in this current moment, but they definitely can. Yeah. We got one from Matt C saying, as this market continues to heat up, do you think it's a good idea to keep excess cash on the side for now, other than my DCA program, until the next bear cycle? Thanks to all for another exceptional week of content. It's always a good idea to keep cash on the side. Not, and, I, and by the way, I'm not talking about an emergency fund. I'm not talking about savings account. I'm talking purely about what you're doing in crypto. I'm not even yeah. talking about all your personal finance stuff. Um, it's always a good idea to have a cash account with money that you're ready to deploy. Where do billionaires get made? You ever thought about that? Like, how do billionaires get back? They don't all they don't all inherit the money because if you go back far enough in history, they had to have made the money somewhere. You know, where do billionaires get made? The vast yeah. majority of them get made in recessions or bear markets because they bought the dip or they started a company when everybody else was going out of business. I know of a construction company that during the 2008 financial crisis, everybody else shut down their business, laid off two-thirds of their staff, and, and went into hibernation. This construction company doubled down, hired all the people that left, and then because they doubled down in a recession and they deployed capital because they had cash on hand, they're one of the biggest construction companies in their area because they doubled down and because they made the most of a bad time. So it's a very important idea to have a cash account. Yeah, Here's a great TA question for you, Jeb, and I know you're going to like it. JMK said, based on Elliott Wave theory, wouldn't we need an ABC correction after taking out the B wave of the May correction, ABC, and then all-time highs? Um, 
I, in this case, I don't think so. I think that, I think we do need, you know, here's the deal. The thing with Elliott Wave, I like Elliott Wave, and I have been doing a lot more research on them recently. First of all, I want to say, you don't see me use Elliott Waves a lot on the channel. It's because I'm not an expert in Elliott Waves. I've been doing a lot of research on them to learn more about them. Um, in this case, I think certain uh, fractal patterns, such as Elliott Waves, are going to have a hard time playing out just because the pumpamentals, if you will, are taking over the market. A lot of times what Elliott Wave would say is that we do need a big correction right now, an ABC correction. The problem is we are so close to all-time high, and all-time highs have a magnetism to them, to uh, around them. Once you get close to an all-time high, there's generally this trend that the market is going to just kind of get sucked up towards the all-time high, and then that kind of negates the ability for there to be a correction because the FOMO kicks in. So I don't know that that's going to happen this time. We have a comment from the creator of the HODL Trophy, J.D. Park, saying, Ooh. I missed the HODL Trophy opening. Oh. I overslept, but congrats, May. Turtle power. Thank you guys for all you do. Turtle power. Turtle power, baby. Turtle power, baby. Guys, hit that like button if you're enjoying today's stream, and consider yeah. subscribing to the channel, and tell 10 of your friends if you think that this is a channel that is bringing you value and that they might be able to get value out of. Let's we're gonna go one more. One that more. That is from Brian Maldonado. He says, when is the Crypto Jeb workout video coming out? <laughs> I mean, I'm going to the gym this afternoon. If you want me to shoot yeah, something, I can. But uh, I don't know, Tim. When is it coming out? I don't know, man. Are we do is that is that something we were doing? I don't we know. Had, at one point, a long at time one point, ago, we had a video of you doing some stuff. I still have oh, the footage. Do you have that? Yeah, I have the footage. I, actually, I don't have the footage of me. I have the footage of when we shot you and Sam and your brother. And yeah, but that wasn't. That's not what people. Guys, want. yeah. If 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 you guys show enough. Uh, like uh, wantingness in the chat for it, we oh can God. put out a workout video on TikTok. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Well, guys, we're putting out a lot of funny content over on TikTok. In fact, Smay is uploading the rap from last week over on TikTok. So if you want to see that, you're only going to find it one place. It's going to be on our TikTok, at CryptoJebOfficial. Mm -hmm. So check that out. With that said, guys, we're going to jump back into our discussion here. And I have some questions for Tim because we want to dive deep into a lot of these topics. Tim, I have a question for you. What do you think the ETF launching would actually do to the price? We've seen yeah. many major news stories come out, such as backed, such as Bitcoin futures back on December 16, 2017, such as the Coinbase IPO. Yeah. We've seen a bunch of big news stories that were supposed to be game-changing, and they were supposed to be very bullish, and then the market either crashed or did nothing. If we do get confirmation of a Bitcoin ETF, will that cause a massive rally? Or will it, as we've seen in the past, actually cause a correction? Well, so we're going to talk about another thing that I think is going to happen here in a second. I know it's in our document. But as far as the ETF news relating to the price, it actually makes a lot of sense. You cannot deny that that news is not what caused Green Candle because if you literally look at the story timeline of when it posted uh, and then when the Green Candle started to form, it's it's not coincidental. It's the same time. Uh, it is the cause of this uh, this rally. Now, here's the thing I talked about yesterday. I thought we were waiting for another FUD article to come out, but I think this whole week following Jamie Dimon was that FUD that I talked about yesterday trying to get people out of it. Jamie Dimon, you know, for those who are already in the Bitcoin world and believe in Bitcoin, they've kind of just been like, ah, whatever. As Jamie Dimon, he's a pooper. You know, he, he always poops on Bitcoin. <laughs> Him saying it's worthless didn't change anything. But where his voice carries weight is in people who are not in crypto yet. Because Jamie Dimon is the CEO of one of the largest banks in the entire world. So therefore, when he says something, it carries weight. All he was trying to do was discourage people who are not yet in the crypto world from getting into it. That is straight up FUD. And the fact that news stories carried it for a week is a tactic of the composite man to get people to stay away. It is followed by a piece of factual news that actually makes the price rise. And that's why the, the reason I think this news is factual, it's not new. It's not breaking. We've known for a while now that the SEC was working on and getting closer towards approving an ETF for Bitcoin. What happened yesterday was the SEC themselves kind of giving a timeline and saying this is what we should be expecting. That is not FOMO news. That is just a fact that is bullish that brought us bullish price. Now, here's what we do need to see. I know based off the article we're looking at, Monday is the day to watch. So whether the green candles will continue to grow or will falter and begin to fall – I think we're going to find out the answer to that on Monday when we have that expectation actually happening. But I'm telling you right now, as we said on the show, I'm not a proponent of ETFs, but I do know it brings attention. Like I said earlier, it's like a game. 
I would rather go down on the field and play the game, but putting fans in the seats makes the whole market more exciting. It rises the price. So is it the worst thing in the world? No, I would just prefer that those people get off the bench, they come in and join the game, yeah. get themselves a wallet, invest in it themselves, and not just bet on all of us. Absolutely, yeah, no, look, I am really, really excited for the Bitcoin ETF because I think it's gonna get a lot of people into crypto that otherwise wouldn't have been in crypto, but the problem is twofold. Number one, a Bitcoin ETF is not the same as working in the cryptocurrency market, and number two, since it's a Bitcoin futures ETF that seems to be getting approved, again, we don't know that it's going to be approved, this is speculation with all of these famous inside anonymous sources. Of course, you have to take that with a grain of salt. Fair disclosure. There's two, there's two problems. Number one, a Bitcoin ETF is not the same as actually getting into crypto. I'd much rather somebody go on Coinbase, buy Bitcoin, get a wallet, get a MetaMask, get involved in the decentralized application space, go get an NFT. I'd much rather people get into the community than just have exposure. And I'd also much rather that the it not be a futures ETF because futures are derivatives, meaning that you're buying a representation of the value of Bitcoin. There's not actual physical custody, meaning it doesn't have a direct supply and demand effect on the price. Hope you follow there. Um, so those are two downsides to an ETF, but the good news is that it would bring in a massive amount of people into the cryptocurrency market that aren't already here. And it will, and this is what's most important, make a lot of people that are on the fence about Bitcoin all of a sudden say, oh, wait a second, they approved a Bitcoin ETF? This must be a legit product. Okay, yeah, I'm all right with Bitcoin. That is what's going to be important, not the short-term price action. What's going to be important is the shift in the public perception of crypto. That's why this is important. So it might not actually have a massive impact on the price right away. It probably will lead to some FOMO. It probably will lead to a big green candlestick. But yeah. it might not be the, the the massive savior that people think it is. There's a there's a uh, chat I want to reference as we jump into the next question I know you're planning on asking. Ben Amos. So, you know, shout out to Ben Amos for asking a good question. But uh, let me see. Get to it. He says, these Bitcoin ETFs are bearish since they're futures. You guys seriously think boomers are going to uh, go long on crypto? It's going to be a shortened. It's going to be shortened to the ground. Shortened yeah. to the ground. And, that's a, and that is a concern that I have because when we saw Bitcoin futures launch in 2017, that's what happened. They launched the day that we hit all-time high. So that is a concern. It's a concern that I have as well. I think that... We're going to see a lot of these people invest in this and be in it for the long term, though. I think that it is going to be a net positive, yeah. but that is definitely a concern. Well, here's the thing is I I, I understand that opinion. I, I even agree with your opinion, but there's actually something a little bit added on to this that actually makes me slightly disagree that boomers would just go in and short Bitcoin. Uh, but I have a good reason for that. So we can keep moving. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. I also want to ask you, Tim, about yeah. a uh, about a conversation you had with one of our mentors last night. I want you to elaborate on what you were telling me this morning. You, ha yes. you had a dinner with someone. Can you tell us a little bit about what you guys talked about? So it's actually, very bullish. The, the mentor we're talking about is actually Smay's dad. So, Let's go. Uh, <laughs> Yay. Shout out to Sean Maynard. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant man. He watches sometimes. So if he's watching right now, Sean, if you're Shout watching. Shout out to Sean. Uh, thank you so much. But this is something. This isn't breaking news. A lot of you might know this. Some of you might not. But one of the things that is, is on the docket on this infrastructure bill that is trying to be pushed is a, a, a segment of it that has the sentiment saying that the government will have access. They will be allowed to check in on bank statements and transactions that exceed $600. This is very big. And, and, and Ben Amos, you know, this this is kind of referencing you uh the fact that boomers, you think the boomers will short Bitcoin, I actually have a counter argument. And this is what, you know, I, I believe your dad probably is in the boomer category, right, Smay? Uh, no, he's a Gen Just X. A little, young, a little younger. Still, though, what we are seeing is the government get even more involved in saying we want to see, we want to have a closer look at your, your money. They've come out and said that's not spying. We're not spying. They didn't say we're not going to go look at your money. They didn't say we're not going to spy. They just say it's not called spying. <laughs> it is spying. And this is what he pointed out because he was even telling me, he's like, listen, this is something that people like me might start getting more and more involved in crypto because I don't want the government here snooping around in my bank account. I don't want the government here taking the analytics of every time I transact $600, which I have to do on a frequent basis. I believe that a lot of people who have been skeptical of crypto are going to have two choices because they're not going to want the government looking at their money every transaction they make. They're going to either go to a complete cash system, which doesn't fix the problem whatsoever and is really annoying, nope. or they're going to look for an alternative. Crypto is an alternative, and it's growing more and more every day. So as far as these ETFs, 
we're going to get a lot of people now looking at Bitcoin. And yes, some people will probably short it, but especially with things like that bill coming out, if that gets passed, and, and from what I understand, it's kind of a thing that, that a lot of people who are supporting it are kind of treating that as their hill to fight on. They're not going to let that come out. They want to track your money. They want to see where you're spending your money and make sure you're doing everything with it that they want you to do. I think we're going to see an uptick and an increase in people saying, I don't want my money in U.S. dollars right now. For that reason, I'm going to try to find a different place to have it. Here's the deal, guys. People are skeptical of the government. They always have been, but it's been increasing over the last 50 years since the Vietnam War. The government has been getting bigger. The government has been getting more interested in what you are doing. Now, we don't do politics on this channel. That's not what we're about. We don't go into politics. But I am a very vocal libertarian and small government guy. I will say that. And the reason is is because crypto is that. Crypto is the answer to government overreach. Inflation is taxation without representation or, for that matter, legislation, and crypto is the only answer that we have. Tim, do you remember that quote from uh, Hayek off the top of your head? You well, how- pretty much he says, he, he's just talking about this current state of money and saying it's broken, and the only way that we can actually fix it is by some sly and roundabout way introduce something that's not violent, it's not a it's not a rebellion, but it will take back the power of the people. That's our only hope, Frederick, that's exactly what crypto is. Frederick, Frederick Hayek, one of the most famous economists that ever lived, wrote in, I believe it was the 70s, I don't believe we shall ever have a good money again before we take the thing out of the hands of the government. That is, we can't take them violently out of the hands of the government. It won't happen. All we can do is by some sly roundabout way introduce something that they can't stop. Sounds a whole lot like Bitcoin. And if you, my Mm -hmm. friends, are invested in Bitcoin, you should be very happy about all of the news and coverage that we just went over because Bitcoin looks phenomenal. Bitcoin looks like it's about to break all-time high. And Bitcoin looks like it's about to bring you even more returns than you have already seen. With that said, guys... Let's read some more Super Chats, and we're going to wrap it out. Let's do it. We got one from another one from Sean Burns Jr. saying, is there anything good about a CBDC? No. Yeah. <laughs> no, I can't think of a single I disagree. thing that I like about CBDCs. I disagree. You disagree. Why? Uh, I think they... In the early stages, obviously long term, no. But uh, in the short in the short term, I think it brings more exposure to cryptocurrency. The more boomers mm. can get, no, listen, listen, hear me mm. out. The more boomers can uh, transact with digital currencies, the more likely they'd be able to switch over to using something like Bitcoin. Why? Why would they switch over to using Bitcoin if they're using a CBDC? The, the reason that well, I disagree with you is because a CBDC is very similar to crypto, but completely ideologically antipodal No, I agree with that. I agree with that. But again, I if somebody's go it's a harder transition to go from like a cash based, you know, transacting yeah. to a cryptocurrency than going from a CBDC to cryptocurrency. I see where you're coming from, but I think the majority of people don't understand why crypto is important and if they get something that has similar functionality of uh, of, of of digital currency, then they will probably just use that because it's simpler. And I'm worried that it'll be a competitor and people won't know that crypto is better, so they'll end up just using CBDCs. That's my concern. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I mean, it really depends. Tim, what do you think? No, I mean, so it. I understand Smay's argument, it, but he's he's wrong on the sense of like it's almost like more of a Trojan horse in the wrong. It's a way. Trojan horse. That's like a good the way term the way it. that Bitcoin has been kind of able to become a Trojan horse to get like. Frederick Hayek said we needed to get into the system to then take the whole thing down. CBDCs, as may said, would attract people to blockchain technology. It would get them interested. But it, what it really is doing is almost sneaking its way into blockchain technology and then continuing to allow the uh, central authorities to continue to have power. So, yeah, absolutely. Uh, and I, the good news is, is I think that our the the community of Crypto is growing, and they're smarter than that. They understand. We are. I'm not yeah. falling for that trap. I don't know that the general populace is, no, but I know but that we're we are. Them. And, and again, my opinion: things like this bill, as people learn more about it, this is going to be one of the things. Again, Smay's dad is not a big crypto guy. He didn't claim to be a big crypto guy, but th- him knowing his son works for a crypto company has caused him to look into it. And then he sees things like this because he pays attention to what's happening in the news, and he pays attention to finance. This is causing him to say. I need to go back and reconsider my opinion on crypto. That's true. And I I do not think he's the only one. Yep. So, yeah, we got some super chats here from, we got one from Andrew Cosma, uh, or Cosma, whichever that one's pronounced. What do you think new ciphers, huge gains over the past 24 hours? What do you think about them? I have not looked Not at even it. sure what that is. I'm sorry. Uh, Austin Spuler said, thoughts on Olympus DAO. Why are these in the answer? Account? Haven't looked at it. Yeah. <laughs> don't even know what that is. 
Um, okay, <laughs> Mr. John Hansen. He has a. He has. I'm gonna read this. I, I feel like I'm gonna give the credit of the doubt. This has been asked several, several times. Do you know anything about Tiger Coin? I do not. Uh, it, it's Tiger King Coin to be specific. Oh my I, gosh! I think it's a, it's a show, but you know we've gotten so many Tiger donations. King Coin. We're gonna give it. We're gonna give it one call out right oh there. Oh my goodness! I think it's a show coin though. Tiger uh, King we'll keep Coin. On. Welcome, um, to, welcome to crypto, guys. <laughs> Ice Hawk LB. I don't know if that's linebacker or just LB. Both my parents are boomers and are finally looking at crypto because of the pending. New Let's ball. go. That's what I'm saying. Right boomers there. in crypto. We love it. Yeah. Um, just to be clear, like, you know, my parents are boomers. That's why I didn't know, Smay. Like, my, I'm a little boomer. My parents are boomers, and my dad even is starting to, like, look at this stuff and be like, hey, he, he never thought I was crazy. He, he was like, good for you. You know, that's, some, that's cool. I'm not there yet. He's getting in that boat of saying, maybe I should start looking to move some. People of my are tired of inflation. They really yeah. are. We got time for one more, and then we got to wrap it out. Uh, let's see here. I want to make it a really good one. There's a lot of thank yous, so I want to, you know, wrap Thank you to all the, the thank yous. What I can do is I can, I can read Baskin all the coin. names of the donations, <laughs> but we're not going to be able to read them all. We have one from Rick4962 saying thank you. Yard That's dog. Yard dog. Uh, we have one from Cody DeSant, Forrest Walker, Drew Brown. Um, Man, a lot of super chats. Thank David you, David Fear, uh, Matt Bender, um, Matt C again. Sorry, we can't read yours. The other thing is, and this is something we have to consider, is uh, going back and answering even some past ones. Simple Man six nine nine. Yesterday, obviously, he had that massive donation and wanted us to do TA on Icon or ICX. Just so you know, we won't be able to actually do it full screen. I did some uh, while we were live, and at the moment. We probably are going to be seeing some bearish movement over there. So I know that's not everything you wanted, but if you're looking at the daily chart in ICX, if you guys go look, uh, which I can type it in right now. Icon. It it is it is kind of in a place right now that uh, it, it it's in a correction already, and it probably has a little bit more to go. But overall, it did have a nice little price action uh, over the last uh, couple of days. So. Uh, but it's on the, the problem with icon now. icon actually used to be a top 10 project and it looked really promising it's 78 so whenever i see a project go from top 10 top 15 down to 78 yeah. i'm normally not very excited about it i remember it back when i got into crypto four years ago everybody was excited about it and then it didn't end up doing a whole lot yep. or at least it hasn't as far as price action is concerned well guys if you enjoyed today's show make sure to hit that like button and also consider subscribing to the channel if you think that we brought you value and make sure to check out the cryptocurrency technical analysis academy the link for that is in the description box down below if you want to learn everything that you need to know about technical analysis so you know how to read charts and figure out where the market is going next you will not want to miss out on educating yourself now so that you know how to work in these markets once the time comes that you need that education so that you can make proper trades and investments because right now there's a lot of opportunity but if you don't know how to capitalize on it then you're not going to be able to capitalize on it that's why education is so important and why we talk about it so much the best investment you will ever make is an investment in yourself make sure to check out cryptojab.com you can find all of our links to everything down below and follow us on our social media that's all I got for you today. Before I go, though, guys, I do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching, as always. And I will see you guys in the next video. Peace. Oh, I got a real good we hope you enjoyed listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast. Tune in every day at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch live on YouTube. Follow us on our social media accounts at CryptoJeb. And lastly, we want to thank you for supporting us here at MacV Media.